The cleaning gloves are ready, willing, and able. Uh, you might want to tone down the drunk dialing. If you're that thirsty, there's punch in the kitchen. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's, haul at the waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJ, Kate, and Bea. Let's get the neighbors. Hello, this is Neighbors. We are the Neighbours Recap Podcast, and we chat to you every week about the goings-on on Ramsey Street on the Aussie Soap Neighbours. We are in Melbourne's Pirate Net Studios. I'm Vaya. I'm a TV writer who can't suspend disbelief. I have CJ the Hot Mess Mum. Hello. Just duo, flying double this mm-hmm. week. Kate is still... Uh, Living her best life, best I Best life, pineapple life up in Queensland. If you're not a member of our Facebook group, the Neighbours Council, then you've missed out on Kate's little tour of the Big Pineapple. You can join any time. Join in now. You'll be able to find it. <sighs> well, yeah, we're doing Hot Mess Pod tonight, we've decided. Mm. We're just – it's late at night. We've had big weeks, just chilling out, and talk neighbours, and that's yeah. – we're living our best life. So just so everyone knows, uh, Bay is very organised, and even her Hot Mess version is a lot more organised than I would like. <laughs> But normally, Vaya has lots of notes. Sometimes they're colour-coded. Sometimes there's post-its. Sometimes there's highlighters involved. And I no- have no notes ever. I think I've done it twice. But CJ watches the episodes twice. so I do. I do. Um, but I don't tweet during them. Yeah. So there's that too. Vaya was going to be a hot mess and like barely see any episodes. But she's come here with a notepad. Yeah. Can't come with nothing. I won't remember anything. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> also, Tuesday's episode was... Whew, it was a fruit salad. There was so much going on in there. Yeah, there really was. I, I just watched Tuesday again. Now, oh, so that's fresh. Yeah. Just a lot to keep track of. I've had it like, I don't mind sharing. I have I went to a funeral this week. It was, t- you know, the, there's a scale of these things. There's tougher ones mm. out there. Mm. And it was a tough one. It was an industry colleague who's an amazing gal, who's just one of the big guns, go-getters in our industry, died suddenly. And it's just been one of those months where you're like, why does life exist? Yeah. Why are we here? What is the point of literally anything? And so, but like there's still a part of me that's like, we're going to get up and put neighbours on and come here and talk about it. And yeah. there's just something comforting in going, I'm going to talk to all my pals about this soap opera. Yeah. You know what? Actually, that's what's comforting about neighbours. It's always there. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that our neighbours community always goes through stuff at different times. Like I, people reach out when they're having tough weeks and mm-hmm. You know, you turn on your podcast and you listen to comforting people and away you go. Yeah. And I often question what I do for a living, like as most people do, right? And this week somebody mentioned on our council that they like that we talked about autism sometimes. And that made me so happy. Yeah. Because you work for a charity. Yeah. I work for a charity and the current charity I work for is an autism charity. But to, to know that, like, something we do makes somebody feel more included in the world, mm. you know. And that's actually a friend of the show, Sarah, and she is an amazing activist online mm. about autism and you should definitely follow her on Twitter, Sarah underscore Rose underscore G. Mm-hmm. She's just relentless in her pursuit of awareness and information and advocacy. It's a, it's a sight to behold. Yes, I, I do admit I did go down a, um, a rabbit hole when, <laughs> when the post appeared. So we're going to sl- well, let's slide into Neighbours Council business since mm-hmm. we're half in it. The business again. We mentioned the Facebook, our Facebook group, Neighbours Council. 
there was a post in there asking to explain Yorkie's Knob because <laughs> Sheila mentioned Yorkie's Knob this oh, week. Oh, dear. It's a real place. It also sounds like something that could be done in a bathroom or a bedroom. <laughs> it can mean whatever you want it to mean. That Michael asked about that. And thank you to Mary who explained about it, our Queensland local. Maybe Kate can go visit Yorkie's Knob. Yeah, maybe it's, maybe she has. It's a hill. The Knob is a hill and it's for a man from Yorkshire. That's all you need to know. Great. What an odd circumstance. Do you know another great thing that I wanted to mention about the Facebook group is this week Carl... <laughs> Carl Kennedy was collating some of his reviews for the 82 tram. Oh, was he? I missed that. He just was collecting them and he was encouraging someone to leave a review and he mm-hmm. was telling Susan and he said, I'm going to screenshot it and post it to the Facebook page. Oh. And then Susan had to help him log in. <laughs> and I love that so much that the next Apple review we get, I'm going to screenshot it and put it on our Facebook group, just like Carl. Yep. Yeah, so... I hope everyone realises, just like when we talked about having a 69th patron and we had a rush of dirty-minded fans dying to, to be 69, I hope everyone knows that now they need to write a bit of a, a, bit of a saucy review oh, yeah. so that you will post it. Worthy of Carl's screenshot. Mm-hmm. We also had new members join and reminder, if you're inviting friends to join the Neighbours Council, I welcome that, but just shoot them a message that they need to answer their entry question because if I, if I think they're a stranger, a weird stranger, I won't let them in. So... Yeah. Kaylee said they listen in the bunks on my crew rest, cabin crew. I'm very excited about this. Do you think that means flight crew or some other kind of cabin crew? I felt they were on a cruise ship, but you could be right. Well, that would be a dream. And then I thought of that reality TV show Below Deck and there's, <laughs> there's, an, there's a couple of Aussies on that. So I'm like, is it them like right, trying to reconnect with home? My only reference is The Sweet Life on Deck. The Disney Channel series. Oh, okay. It's nothing like that. It's much more alcohol and sex. Well, Kaylee, if you feel like sharing more, we are all ears. Yeah. And I'm still doing On the Terrace, the other podcast where I discuss Jackie Woodburn's audio drama, Night Terrace. Yeah. All the info on that is nightterrace.com. I'm having a bit of a freak out though because it's we're preparing, we're gearing up to possibly interview Jackie and I don't think I'm ready. Even though I've been podcasting about Neighbours for nearly five years. Yeah, and you interviewed her on the red carpet. Yeah, and yeah. I melted inside. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah. She's a presence and a half. Oh, and I was watching her extra carefully this week and she was in one of the best scenes this week, not just of the week, but of years. Was it one of the ones when she makes tea a hundred times a week? Have you noticed that she's always behind that yeah. counter making tea? You are talking about the parenting role play. Of course yes, I am. Yes. Of course <laughs> I am. God. Yeah, that was amazing. What a revelation. Now... Let's do some deep diving into this week's Neighbours episodes. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a bit of a straddle across Tuesday, September 24th and Wednesday the 25th, mm-hmm. 2019. Oh my God, there's a party. CJ, how, why is there a party? <laughs> All right. On a Tuesday. So, it was an intergenerational party. Oh, one of the best. Yeah. One of the street's best. Um, And for some reason, like if I was a grown-up, well I am a grown-up, yeah, yeah. and I was at a party where there was teenagers... I would not want to be there anymore. Usually a party like that is someone's 21st, yep. 18th. Yep. I went to my cousin's 18th last year mm-hmm. 
and I've never felt a thousand years old the way I did when I walked in there. They'd set it up like a nightclub. There was security. Oh, my gosh. My cousin was drunk, my yeah. little baby cousin. Yeah. It was just a lot. And you were like, dude, I took you to the park. Like, I was at your christening. Yeah. What's, ha- what's happening? <laughs> Her parents were there. They Everyone was great. Everyone was having a great a time. time. And I think that's the thing. But this was for a Tuesday and it was Sheila's birthday. <laughs> now, was it she- Sheila's birthday? That's That's the biggest question I have. It was coming up the next day. Okay. All right. That's loose. Which, if we know that, what a horrible day she had on her actual birthday. I know. She was just miserable. Like, it seems very convenient. I'd love to go back this time last year. Did Sheila have a birthday? Probably not. No, because they were pretty consistent sometimes with Piper was in October. and So mm-hmm. they'd remember these things. But maybe Sheila's just, you know, doesn't want to reveal her age. And so doesn't even want to reveal her birth month. And I don't really like to make a big deal for my birthday. So I don't blame her. Yeah. So Sheila is involved with the... Therese household, Therese household. Yes. Because she's kind of looking after them. She's like a fairy godmother. Yeah, because they've been abandoned by their grandmother Gail because her contract ran out. (laughs) Paul's gone, obviously, and Therese is gone. And they made a bargain with Sheila. Can you look after our children because we we would like to holiday longer? Not even children, our wards, our lodges. That's that's a good point because Ned's not up to the task. I forgot Ned was there. The the mid-20s-year-old. That already has his own child to look after. Yeah. In his relationship. He does, yeah. Doesn't have time for this. Yeah. I mean, fair. So, Sheila seems to be bringing shopping over, talking about chores with them. Also taking the girls shopping, which I think is precious. It's lovely. But also, she does not seem offensive in any way. But Roxy's like, why is she always on my back? Yeah, what a bitch. Are you serious? She took you shopping. She's having lovely chats with you. She gave you a job. And also some people, as I said before, some people have hard weeks. And yes, she broke up with Clive a little while ago now, but Mm. she's still smarting from that. That stung her. Yeah. It's been some time. And Sheila thought Clive was just going to come back to her. Yeah. And he hasn't. And so that's pretty pretty tough. And she had like, you know, a mental health problem. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. She went missing in the bush. Her son's fiancé left him for her grandson. (laughs) And now the, that girl is still living with her and her son. Mm, despite rooms that are available down the road. Yeah. Anyway, so it's Sheila's birthday and Roxy decides that she's going to throw a party because she thinks the only thing that's going to make Sheila feel better is to hang out with adolescents. Also, if they possibly get Clive to come to the party. Yeah. And get her hammered. Which is a tall order. So they just think, why not invite everybody over? Literally everyone in a one kilometre radius yep. of Ramsey Street. Yeah, they put like a signal out, like um, Pokemon. Or this is a 90s kid life, Ghost Rider. There was a Canadian show and they would write their name and then Ghost Rider would come and help them solve mysteries. Oh, It's a deep cut. Yeah, Tweet me if you've seen Ghost Rider. Uh, guess who else has moved into Ramsey Street though? Miss Scarlet. That's right. Yeah, we talked a lot about her last week and I seem to have forgotten her now. <laughs> now she's clearly got mental health issues that I'm, I'm sure aren't going to get addressed because she, as we established last week, is the maniac stalker scheme girl Mm -hmm. she crazy and there's no rhyme or reason she just breaks into the willis house photographs ned showering and takes his manky towel i mean and there's form of people taking his towels yeah that poor bloke (laughs) he must just get out of the shower and be like i don't know where they go (laughs) i'm Um, just gonna air dry how disgusting that this man is photographed without his consent can someone lock their doors on Ramsey Street? Especially, like, Piper got doxxed in that house. Yes. Like, the freaking SWAT team came to send it on, on that joint. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously during the party, the police yes. just walk in. Just lock the door. Put a little snib on it, guys. It doesn't have to be Fort Knox. I don't like it when I go to bed at one end of my house and my back door's unlocked. Oh, Ned's, no, no, Ned's no, going yeah. to the shower. And they had, what, Alfie, the, the duck tour guy? Yes. He could be poking around. Yuck. I, yeah. get, I get what they want. They want the plot device of weirdo girl snooping on him. Mm-hmm. Can you not find another way for that to happen? Yeah. Couldn't she go to the window? Meg was upstairs. Yeah. He could it still be. She could scale the house. She seems Ooh, limber. I'd love that. Yeah, give the directors a challenge. Yeah. Why Scott not? Scott Major would be up for it. He could put a camera yeah. on the roof. They had Declan Eames this week and he's a very artistic creator. You know, he could do it. He directed Miss Fisher and she was climbing everything. There you go. Firstly, Scarlett mentions to someone, I think Ned, that she had an interview to live at the new Brendan, basically. The um, the Darren house. The Darren house. Aaron and David's share house from hell. <laughs> yeah, which is like an interview there is basically just coming in and like saying your name. Because, and also one of the homeowners did not know, did not approve the tenant. Which, even if one of them wasn't a homeowner, like even if you're just going to live with the person, shouldn't you know? Wow. And Kyle was like mid in mid talks with Amy to lure her away from his father's slash her ex fiance's home wouldn't you just backtrack on the new girl that came and just say look turns out what's his face is going to have his girlfriend move in yes yeah, i'm sorry stranger who i met today a close family friends gonna move in yeah we've known her for a real long time um not really ready for the full relationship so they're gonna have separate rooms <laughs> is that cool uh since we didn't know you till 10 minutes ago yeah i'm pretty sure we'll all get through this yes <laughs> Um, she probably wouldn't. She'd probably write it in her diary. She'd kill them all. Yeah. <laughs> but that might happen anyway. Yeah. Oh, God. Scarlett scores an invite to Sheila's party. Why not? And has the classic line. So has everyone on this street dated everyone else? My partner KB was watching and he just goes, only the parents. Oh. <laughs> God, I don't, I don't know which angle to hit this party from. Okay, let's get to Moxie because they're kind of at the centre of this situation. Detective mechanic Mark Brennan and Roxy Willis, Tarage's out of control niece, uh-huh. who again needs psychological help. Mm-hmm. She works at a bar now, so everything's fine. Yeah, I know. I really thought we were going to go on a journey with her and it hasn't happened. No. I mean, it may well still happen. Yeah. I thought like we were going to address like why she has daddy issues. And she was peeling back some layers. Yeah. And then nothing. Nothing. Maybe there's nothing there. Maybe it's not. Maybe she's like, you know when you get an onion and it's been around too long and yeah. the scent is starting to... Just a dried up yeah. onion. So she's got some layers, yeah. but when you get down there, there's just nothing in there. Go back to the shop and get another one. Yeah, she does a great top knot though. I'll give her that. We are post-handcuff drama. Mm-hmm. Handcuff drama was, I mean, it's so amazing. And I also love how it happened. So she ties him up and then for some reason, whatever they were doing was so out there that those keys are just Gone. Yeah, the handcuff keys were on the table above, like Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. She leaves the key on the table. What were they doing with the table to make it the keys bound off? Never to be seen again. Never. Never. Like they still haven't found them, I guess? They're going to find them in Lasseter's Lake one day, 10 years from now. Yeah. So Harlow comes over to help, which, I mean, imagine how awful that is for Mark, right? He's a police officer. And so the local teen has come over to help. And he's naked. Maybe he's wearing underpants by and, now. And she's in a foreign country. Like, this has to be a lot to take in. <laughs> this like, is not wow. okay. I'm away from home. Adults are nuding up around me. <laughs> 
but who comes to the door and sees it after all that? I've forgotten. Ned. Ne- oh, Ned. Oh, he... Oh, he handled that like a champ. That and, was and Ned and M- Detective Mechanic. They don't, there's not a huge amount of love lost between those two, and it was just perfect that he was the person that walked yeah. in on it. So Mark now is reassessing the relationship. Yes. Oh, and I just remembered Ned did that big belly laugh. Yeah, he great. did. Great. Yeah, yeah, yes, it was really good. And we know from our experience at the Gold Coast that these guys are kind of matey yeah. together. So they actually play that they don't like each other pretty well, I think. So Mark, after the handcuff incident, he's kind of just pulling back from this relationship. He doesn't – he's not really sure. And when we say relationship, it's it's sort of a dalliance. It's, you know, good time, not a long time. It is, but it's Ramsey Street, so ultimately they're going to get married, right? So he's going to – he just says to Roxy, like, you know, maybe we should cool this down. I think he says cool this down. And she's like, I don't want to cool this down at all. Do you know that, like, I've been making Harlow – Keep it a secret. I've been cleaning everything. She goes, I, I'm smelling bleach every day. That's how much I want to keep this secret. That she said, Which is sexy. Yeah, very sexy. So when she throws the party to get Clive to come over, actually this party is to get Mark to come yeah. over. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And she just sits around like a drunk fool ringing him all night, even though he's at work. Like it's, there's no reason he would be there. No. So she makes the party big enough that he has to come? Is that the deal? I think so. I don't know if she thought that out. or I mean, things are going wrong in every angle at this party. So Roxy's drunk. She's drunk dialing Mark constantly. Scarlett is having lots of convos with Yashvi. And like sussing out B and trying to find ammunition to drive a wedge between Yashvi and Ned because she wants to fatal attraction him, mm-hmm. obviously. <laughs> Yeah, so she's watching a lot of Instagram stories as well, I've noticed. Which suddenly took it back to a really real place for me. Yeah. Like it went into the stratosphere of off-the-charts serial killer movie territory and then it went into watching too many of somebody's Insta stories. Yeah, and who hasn't done that? (laughs) Suddenly I'm like, oh, hello, (laughs) relatable. Oh, I'm Scarlett. Whoopsie. (laughs) Just uh, I'll go update my scrapbook. Yeah. I would like to talk about... Hendrix. Mm. I don't want to talk about him, but I'm going to. For some reason, Roxy is excited to see teenage boys at this party. Like, don't you want to see non-children at this rager? I don't think she cares. I think she wants fans. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hendrix is a piece of shit and I hate him. Maybe. He had one moment of possible reasonable Mm. Mm behaviour, but I'm worried that it's all going to come crashing down. Yeah, I'm worried too, but I've I've got high hopes. Okay. He reminded me, he gave me wonderful flashbacks to 2008. CJ, I don't know if you remember a time. It was before Facebook events. It was before uh, Instagram. It was before Twitter. Mm -hmm. It was a time when MySpace ruled the world. Right. And a young boy called Corey, who became known as Corey (gasps) Corey. Corey the party boy. Yes. He wanted to have a good time. His yeah. folks were out of town. His folks went to Queensland mm. up to see Kate and the Big Pineapple. And they said, don't have any parties. Mm. And that went one through one ear, out the other. And he started organising a party. Mm-hmm. And what a party. Mm-hmm. He posted about it on his MySpace page and his MSN oh, site. Messenger. Yeah. Let me read you the message he sent because it's top quality. Um, I feel like he had a single. Maybe you can play out on it. I I refuse. (laughs) Ready? Ready for this message. Parents away. Tell your mates. Y-R and then M-8-S. Yep. Tell your mates. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be, the letter B, huge. Huge. Yeah. Out that went. 500 teenagers turned up. 
Uh, to Narry Warren. Oh. Not far from. It's basically Ramsey Street. Uh, they trashed everything in sight. Mm. Vandalised things, kicked in letterboxes, broke windows, whatever. Corey had a great time. He did. <laughs> it went everywhere. It went all over the news. The cops broke it up. Yes, Mark came. Mark came. <laughs> and they were going to issue him with like a $20,000 fine and it was going to be all over. But then he went on, I think it was a current affair. He, went on, he did a Channel 9 interview mm-hmm. where he got door knocked by Channel 9. It's a weird world when Channel 9 finds out about some guy having a party. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a weird world we live in. Why don't you take your glasses off so we can see you and then apologise mm. to your neighbours for frightening nah, them? Nah, nah, I'll leave these on. Nah, I like them. Okay, Corey, we've got to wrap this up, but what would you say to other kids who were thinking of partying when their parents are out of town? Get me to do it for you. Get me to do it for you. And an entrepreneur was born. <laughs> and do you remember this outfit, CJ, that he was wearing? Were there the glasses with the, the lines or did he just wear them after? I think after. Okay, These yeah. are like yellow. Yeah, and he's got his hat on, an open commo jacket. He's got an A nipple ring, just one, just one. And the hat has lots of colours on it and he has yellow hair. Yeah. yeah. Corey the it's a lot. Yeah. And that's coming from a woman with bright pink hair. And so he was a flash in the pan celebrity for four minutes. Are you going to look up what he's doing now? Um, no, because I just don't want to... I need to know. You can do it in your off time. Okay. <laughs> um, let me see if he had to pay anything. He was charged, but he was a minor. Well, so like, why is he being charged? All he did was have a party. No, that's not all he did. <laughs> he damaged like all his neighbours' shit. Like, so Hendrix, Hendrix gave me Corey vibes. Yeah, he <laughs> is te- very Corey. He's snuck a peek at Harlow's lice- uh, learner's permit. Mm-hmm. He's published the address of the party on socials. I don't even know where he made friends in the area, but they all appeared. Oh, he's a young, rich boy. Yeah. They just magnetise people. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, I'll come to some 60-year-old lady's party. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I mean, Sheila's very cool. Sheila was owning that D floor. Yeah. And when they were going, go, Sheila, it's your birthday. She goes, it is my birthday. (laughs) It was the best. My other favourite line from the party was when Sheila walks in and she said, you must have had this organised for ages. And Roxy said, yeah, I couldn't have put this together in an afternoon. I read that as Sheila could tell they'd only thrown it together in an afternoon. She looked around at like a banner and some balloons and was like, wow, guys. By the way, don't you love that throughout this party, the Cannings have forgotten that there was a love triangle? Yeah. Yeah, it's moved on now. So this gate crashes... Hendrix pretends Harlow invited him, so mm-hmm. there's a bit of confusion. Ned's like running security around the operation. Mm-hmm. He Apparently Lasseter's is unserviced <laughs> at the moment. In the midst of all of this, we have a heartfelt scene between Mackenzie and Pufferfish, Rebecca. Yep. He's got the guilts because of something that's uncovered later in the week. So he's trying to nurture Mackenzie through her issues coming to Erinsborough. Mm-hmm. She's at a party. Hendrix immediately takes a shine to her and she's trans. She doesn't know if she should reveal this to Hendrix and how and what and why. And Puffy talks her through that. She decides to tell Hendrix. Yep. And he doesn't miss a trick. He just goes, yeah, cool. You're still the hottest girl here. Yeah, whatever. I still want to bash someone and you're the person I want to bash. And in the next scene, they're kissing. Mm. Which was quite incredible because I thought it was going to be a whole thing like, oh, no, I can't kiss you or I can't I can't kiss him and all this stuff. And I thought she would have a scene going, I've never kissed anybody or this was my first. I didn't – it was just – it just happened in the background and that was that. 
Um, totally. Um, so first, the first thing I loved about this was the pufferfish exchange. I've never been in this situation before. I don't know what to do. Uh, I think you're overthinking it. Option one, you tell him. I felt like we've seen Puffy being overexerting with protective measures, mm-hmm. particularly when he had the go at the other the other shit bag. <laughs> and I thought he was going to say, "Don't tell him," and just leave him, like stop talking to him and don't tell him. Hendrix, I mean, by him. Puffy didn't say that. He said, "If you tell him and he's a dick, then forget about him." Yeah. Because then, I mean, that's true, right? Which, and it's so much easier to do when you've literally just met the person. It's, it's very hard to do when you've known someone for three months and you like them or whatever and you, I've got to tell them this thing or what are they going to say. But if you've literally just met someone, it's mm. like, okay, they're not worth it. I didn't know them yesterday. Yeah. And then that brings up the narrative of the lying, which is like something that we don't really want to bring up, that this is something that she's that she's keeping yeah. from people. That's not – I mean, that's not a helpful no. narrative, right? So too right, she meets Hendrix – He's obviously into her and she tells him. But then where it all comes crashing down is the morning after the party, which we'll get to properly. But the next day he sees Harlow and starts having a crack at her. Yeah, but, I mean, he didn't propose to Mackenzie. They just passed. Come on. Is nothing sacred anymore? I mean, not not that, no. No (laughs) drug passing at a 60-year-old lady's party, no. Party Pash always meant a little bit more to me. <laughs> I, look, I just think – I think we've had a couple of flashes of Hendrix being okay. My first one was that he, like, smokes some. <laughs> you weirdo. No, no, I just think that he <laughs> is into, like, nice food and I think that that's going to expose his passion it later on. It wasn't, like, high-end. It was from the supermarket. I'd get that smoked salmon to have in my work salads and stuff. Me too, and it's a good, it's delicious. It's a good protein sauce. <laughs> it's from the yummy. Pop a bit of vinegar or even a cream sauce. It's lovely. But I no, I just thought that that's that's going to be his passion. And these neighbors' characters, when they don't have a passion, like there's nothing to root for. So that's what we'll be rooting for eventually. And then he might wear clogs, and I'm into that. Imagine this little taco doing a shift at the 82. Because you know how. Um, so the outcome of all of this is he, Chloe convinces Pierce Hendrix has to take some responsibility and pay for some of these damages. Yeah, and. I want him to work for this money. I want him to put on that little stripy shirt and that little newsboy cap, yeah. and hop on that tram and sell some bloody roux sliders. And then he will discover his passion for cooking yeah. and overtake Gary. Yeah. So are you into it now? Yeah. Yeah. I still hate him, but no. you know. But Can yeah, we- so I think we're getting flashes of him being a normal human. So I think responding the way he did when Mackenzie decided mm. to reveal her gender identity, I mean, he cares not for it, which is exactly the way I would want a character to react. And yeah. it's exactly the way that no characters have reacted yeah. yet. It's like, cool, let's go. Yeah. Have a great time. Yeah. I don't even care whether he kissed her or not afterwards. I'm mainly just the way he reacted. It was just moment. such a surprise because it was in the, it was in the foreground, but it was kind of blurred. It was like Puffy mm. was the focus of the scene, but then suddenly they were kissing in, in yeah. the corner. It was amazing. Again, it's a bit weird that Puffy's watching his daughter's friend yeah. kiss someone at a party. And just like commentating it. Yeah. Thanks, oh. Puff. We have this big reveal on Friday that the reason Puffy is overcompensating with Mackenzie is that when she was a kid in Burke, he went to her house, saw her dressed up in a little girl's fairy costume and went back to her dad at work and said, you've got to put a stop to this, take every girly thing she owns and burn it. And the dad did. 
And Mackenzie's like said that was like her most like her worst childhood memory, and he, he destroyed everything she that mattered to her, and that was like the beginning of the decline of their relationship. And who knows why he left after that? So Puffy's been harboring all this guilt and doing some really emotional stuff, and it's been really heartbreaking and hmm. just the best, most compelling stuff to watch this week. Just if I guys haven't seen it yet, how did Mackenzie react? She's really hurt, yeah, stunned, and that's kind of the big cliffhanger into Monday. Like she trusted him and now he's like pulled the rug out from under her. So, and this is kind of why it's been so tough to watch this crazy Scarlet stuff. It's like, this is the difference when you have someone with lived experience Mm -hmm. consulting on a sensitive topic, Mm. you can do really nuanced, enlightened material. Mm. But when you just want to do high camp soapy stuff and have the villain of the week and have Scarlet climbing up through through the vents to see what kind of conditioner Ned's using... Like, how, how am I supposed to take that seriously? Like, how can I can't see that on the same level? Yeah. I guess they don't have a crazy girl in the, in the script but writing. Writers and artists are crazy. Yeah. That's how, true. Like, so, why aren't they telling their story? Why aren't they getting an insight into this? Yeah. I think that's true. I mean, look, I've been really heartened by the way Mackenzie's journey has been shared. And again, that's because there's been lived experience and everything's quite realistic. Yeah. Um, other than Puffy's obsession, which I mean, <laughs> maybe on maybe when I watch Friday's episode, I'll start to. He still stares at her very intensely. I mean, I guess the first few stares can be like, wow, look, you've grown up. And it's like, it's, I get it, Puffy. Like some of this is about you, but. There's got to be a point where you go, from now on, this is not about me. (laughs) Yeah, this is about Mackenzie. Yeah, look, maybe the hope of this is that they can continue doing funny high high soap stuff. But when we have storylines like this, maybe we're always going to get someone with lived experience now. I hope so. Not necessarily as the actor, but consulting. And maybe it is a challenge. Maybe it's going to be harder to find the villain of the week if we can't just paint them as a cartoon stereotype. But Mm. that's the challenge. Like why write and why create? This is why I get so angry. It's like why create this thing and put so much work into it if you're not going to have it be a sense of realness. Yeah. Otherwise just make a cartoon. So that night, Mrs. Punt from next door has made a complaint about the noise. (sighs) Mrs. Punt. The fuzz comes around. By the way, they just let themselves in. It's been a while since I've been at a party where the police have attended. But did they just let themselves in? Look, I wouldn't know. Yeah, I imagine they knock. They could have gone and watched Ned shower if they wanted. It was available to them, that option. Very, very true. (laughs) And Ned just did walk into Mark's house last week. Yeah. So, I mean, horses for courses. What does Roxy do when... The boys in blue rock up. The best thing I've ever seen on television. Roxy sees Mark from yonder and yells out, Marky, you came. And she runs and flings her body at him. And I'd love to be the kind of girl that could do that, but oh, it never will happen. Never. I once had a mate, lovely mate, Danny McGinley, comedian. He's a good guy. Early In my early 20s, I was having, you know, body crisis issues. And one day I just went, I wish. And I was my best mate, Joe. We're in a comedy duo. Yep. She's tiny. And mm-hmm. guys would lift her up all the time. And I'm like, ugh. Wish I was the type of girl that guys could just lift up. Yes. And my mate, Danny, who's like half the size of me, he's always been a string bean. Yep. Picked me up. Oh, Danny. And I don't care what he strained, but yep. that was one of the best, best moments, moments of, of my life. Yeah. Mine would have to be kissing someone that's taller than me. <laughs> Which will never happen again. <laughs> it's 
standing on the tippy toes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I haven't done much of that either. No, no. it's hard as a taller yeah. lady. Yep. Both of those things are hard as a taller <laughs> lady. But Roxy is a miniature lady yeah. <laughs> and she flings her whole body on him. She, it was like he was a tree. Yeah. <laughs> she and was a koala. She was a koala. She koala hugged him. And she pashes him. She calls him Marky, which is not something he lied. And he like, pointed that out. She called me Marky. Yeah. And Chloe was like, oh, <laughs> that's the big guns. I stood up when I watched this and I clapped. I enjoyed this a lot. And then he puts her down carefully on my down. He didn't fling her down on the ground. And he said, right, all right, it's time for everyone to go home now. Like he just went, I'm going to pretend that didn't happen. And I really enjoyed that moment a lot. Then the next day, Roxy falls asleep in that outfit. So one can assume she just continued to drink. Yeah. She falls asleep in her adorable outfit. Very cute little corset top. She wakes up the next morning. Sheila's cleaning the house because that's what you do after your party. And Harlow's cleaning. Everyone's cleaning. Harlow lets her in on what happened because she doesn't remember. Yeah. Do you remember you jumped Mark in front of the whole street? And Sheila backs her up. Yes, that's what happened. Roxy tries to make good with Mark. Goes around like, sorry, that was a mess. How does he react, CJ? Um, he shouts at her and he makes her leave the house like, and he makes her, feel, her out. Yeah, makes her feel like crap. He's crying on his doorstep. Why does it matter if we're together? Because I was working. Do you understand that? You made me look like an idiot in front of my colleagues and my friends. I knew this was a bad idea, but you, you convinced me that it was just a bit of harmless fun. Well, you know what? It's not fun for me anymore, Roxy. The bottom line is, is that I hate this because, like, of course I've been in relationships I was told to keep secret, is that there's nothing wrong with Roxy. No. And there's no reason for Roxy to have been kept secret. I know she's a bit of a bad girl and he's a cop. And the other cops are calling him a cradle snatcher. Well, you are, mate, if the shoe fits. Yeah, if the shoe fits. If the booty fits. But also he has dated lots of women with issues in regard to his police job. Yeah. Steph had a record. And it was okay that he almost married her. He and Paige were always at odds over his job. He arrested yeah. her. So Roxy's <sighs> just a bit of a bad girl. Like she's not even got in trouble with the law. But now he, he just immediately spirals to the point where the Brennans are worried, Aaron yep. and Chloe. I love it when Chloe's your sister and she's allowed to be like, mate, get your stuff together. When I'm the one telling you yeah. to sort your shit out. Because Chloe's the let loose girl yeah. and... She's like, mate, I'm in a steady relationship now for 15 minutes. Yeah. And he's suddenly on the piss and they're coming over to have an intervention. So firstly, he went shopping and he bought a slab. And I want everyone to know that instead of putting the slab on the front seat of his car like everyone else would or even the back seat, he put it in his boot. I don't find that abnormal. I think that's so weird because it would slide around your boot. I, I think it's more secure than it sliding off of the seat and into the footwell. Yeah, but you can put it in the footwell. I love a boot. It makes me feel like I'm I'm it's going on an nice. adventure and I'm stocking up. Yeah. I like putting things in the boot because it makes me feel like my boot's not full of crap. <laughs> and so obviously I can put things in there. But anyway, he puts that in the boot and he comes home and he's just going to drink the hell out of that. Like he's got plans. And in the middle of all of this, Sheila has a go at him because mm-hmm. he recommended her recent hire. Mm. And she thought, oh, well, you're getting something else out of this. I thought you were giving me employment advice. and. Sheila thought that Mark was just the local cop saying, come on, give Roxy a go. Doing a background check on my casual staff. Yeah, he's doing a background check, all right. (laughs) Mark gets drunk Mm -hmm. and then crawls back to Roxy. 
So the other important factor before he crawls back is he sees Sean on the street. Oh, my God. Okay. So he's triggered. Dry piece of toast. Sean, the father of Ellie's baby, Ellie, who's on leave. So all the baby storylines are now picked up by the four available men on the street. Yep. Why not? I won't. I skip. I literally, I skipped everything with dry toast in every scene. I had no interest. I'll just bring you up to speed. No, but yeah, she'll go. Okay. So he comes back because Millsy asked him to come back because Millsy's weird. Yeah, right? That's yeah, pretty much yeah. the, the long and short of He's that. not even acting 19 anymore. He's just acting vague and weird. He's just odd. Yeah. Get out of your girlfriend's sister's baby business, <laughs> you know? Great, great life advice. Yeah. Just great life advice. Um, So he's asked him to come back. Now, Sean is not as crap as his brother. I mean. And, yeah, I know. Um, and he rang Allie and said, Millsy's told me to come down because, like, some bullshit. And Allie's like, just go down there and sort out Millsy. Yeah, I'm just trying to have a nice time in the blue mountains or wherever i am yeah i'm just getting my nails done yeah i'm getting prepared for I'm, having a baby i'm having me time while she's i She's having can. a baby moon that's yes. what she's having yes anyway so ali and sean are actually on the same page and everything's fine and the biological father doesn't have any rights over your womb none at all no the child yes in fact in discussing birth plans with my husband who was someone who i actually wanted in the room i did at one point remind him it was my body yeah when he wanted any opinion. <laughs> yeah. So that's even relationships where the people are partners in other things. Yeah. These two are not partners in anything else. No. They just shared some tequila sunrises. Yeah, and some other sunrises. <laughs> um, so it looks like Sean's okay, everything's fine. But then later in the week, he's making some phone calls and talking about Ali a bit. So maybe there's going to be some shots. And he, he's trying to convince her of something and he needs her to sign something. It's just going to be... What one should do when they're co-parenting was have a legal arrangement. Also, we never got the loose thread tied up of who destroyed the evidence in Millsy's case. It still could be Dry Toast Sean that did it. Right, of course. But are we still worried about that? I feel like we've all forgotten. Yeah, you don't care. I think he wants to take the crouton away to go live in Switzerland with when it's born with him and the mum and everything. I mean, if I didn't want Jodie to have a job, I'm all for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? she, she doesn't have to go there. She can give it to them and stay here. Oh, true. I oh. think, but No, but I think that's what's happening. I think Dry Toast is here to try and take the baby off of her. Oh, gosh. Yeah. How traumatic. Well, I think that's where it's going because it's like a post-it note on the contract saying, mate, Ellie must sign this and then – they're like, yeah, because we'll that's convince what contracts her. look like. Yeah, but they're not going to have all this drama over just a normal contract. My hope is it's a co-parenting contract. It won't be that. Oh, man. How awful and traumatic. You can't take a baby straight away from someone. Well, these things happen. They do, but they need to bond and stuff. Anyway, but someone in the council said maybe Millsy's going to abduct the baby. Far out. Millsy... What and it might be been? the undoing of um, Nice Finn and the redoing of Evil Finn, which I'm kind of for. He's abducted a baby before, hasn't he? Was no. the baby Gabe or was that a different baby? Was that him? I don't, I don't know. I've lo- I'm fuzzy no, this that week was, at best that was times. Cassius. Oh, look, he tried to poison teenagers. Yeah, it's not a fast po- yeah, step. He's just he's done a lot of damage. Yeah. Mark's triggered. He's triggered. As I was. Yeah. <laughs> so you fast forward the skip, reason. skip. So he has a, oh, yeah, as if Ellie's going to let this go situation. And he goes into his house and drinks. What I'm saying is probably two of those beers, two of those 24 beers. Yeah. And they're probably warm. (laughs) Why not? He then goes over and he, I guess, has decided, no, 
I'm going to hook up with Roxy again. Yeah, this is all the best I can do. Yeah. And this is what I'm going to get. So he goes over. I don't think he knocks on the door. No. no. Um, the, the, the Willis house has saloon doors now. <laughs> <laughs> you can just strut in like it's the Wild West. <laughs> Therese, you need to come home and fix the doors. Um, the first few seconds of it seem like it's going to be sexy. And he, I don't even want to say this, but he comes to Roxy from behind and tries to make up. And she says no. And then he keeps going. He kind of pours at her. She's like throws him off. I mean, she's like, I'm not that easy. So why don't we uh, pick up from where we left off last night, hey? Mark, you need to cool off. What? Why? Unless I'm under arrest, then you can keep your hands off me. Yeah. It just felt a bit rapey. Yeah. He assumed her consent without getting it to start off with. And Um, he assumed that just because she was up for it, that she'd always be up for it. Yeah. No no recourse to ever take back your yes. Raphael Barber on SVU, mm. remember, consent can be revoked at any time. It can be. And she did that, but he, I don't know, a lot of it I felt like he was trying to be really sexy and he wasn't being sexy and obviously like this guy doesn't need to try. Like he can Imagine be Imagine not any having time. to try. Yeah. What a world. He's got a dad beard now. Have you noticed his dad beard? <laughs> yeah. That just makes me sad because all I want, like I know that Scott McGregor's not long for this show, like he's off soon and – I don't think he's going to get a baby when he leaves the show. No. I'm so sad about that. I mean, he's got one as a girlfriend Maybe. sort of at the moment. I wish Ali could just give it to him. You know, I feel terrible about Sean taking it to Switzerland, but I don't feel that bad about Mark having it. No, because Mark would give it a good life. He would. He would, wouldn't he? Maybe they could move to Sydney with Steph Scully. No, a good life. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, they try, Mark and Roxy come back from this and decide, let's give it a real go. Okay. So what? tell me, how are they going to give it a real go? By trying. <laughs> so they're going to be in a real relationship now? It's hard to say. And okay. all the, Evelyn Brennan's keep yelling at him like, she's not your type. Chloe's not down for it? She's a bit encouraging. She's like, I think she's good for you. She loosens you up. Mm. But Aaron and other people are like, she's not your type. That feels a little slut shamey to me. Like, what do you mean she's not his type? Yeah, yeah. What are you trying to say? But yeah. also, all of his types have ended very badly. Yes. So maybe try a different thing. Yeah. Different approach. Yeah. Chloe offers him a lifeline. She's like, hey, you're all alone in this house. I'll move in. Right. So she's moving back. Uh, he didn't agree to it. So I don't know. But like, why would you, like, wouldn't he always be like, hey, you slept Rem- with my fiance. Remember how you saw my fiance's vagina? <laughs> and and then dated her after we broke up? Yeah. Because that happened. Like, we, we have forgot. so much in common. Yeah, they do. We have so many vaginas in common. Yeah. Our mums, my ex wives. <laughs> what else? Maybe Roxy soon. <laughs> she might float over. Now, we need to talk about the best scene in recent times. Mm-hmm. So, Tim. Bachelor Tim. Bachelor Tim has decided to be a dad. <laughs> and he somehow has not lived in the world no. and observed any other human being raising any other human being. Yeah, apparently he wasn't raised. I do not have children. Yes, I've babysat a lot in my time and I used to host children's parties. So I have, a, and I've had young siblings and young cousins. You've had cousins. Ex- experience, yeah. I've been around a lot of kids. I've also watched television. Yes. In fact, you make a podcast about a television show. P.S. Maybe you haven't watched Super Nanny, but it's on YouTube. Yeah. You could look it up. Bang on a couple of eps. Watch Raising Helen with Kate Hudson. There's some great parenting tips. It's probably on Netflix. Google things. He's not lifting a single finger. He's like, I just can't do it. I can't be a dad. (laughs) 
So Chloe's taking a lot of the heavy lifting. That poor woman. I know because she only just Ugh. ended up in a relationship with him and now he has a stepson. She broke up with she, her well, she girlfriend because she wasn't ready for her girlfriend's baby. And now she has a teenager. And a, and a fully grown man baby to date as well. Yeah. I mean the only thing that will rock her to sleep at night is all of his money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, or the abs. I don't know. He's like, well, why can't my son have his credit card? Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I do console with him because it's how I would behave. <laughs> but the thing is, is he does ridiculous things. So at one point, Bachelor Tim takes the phone off his child. But he just puts it on the table in front of him. And then he uses the phone to call and get another credit card, which I've been waiting a month for my new credit card to arrive and it didn't. Yeah. I had to cancel it and get another one. And then the old one arrived after I cancelled it. And it's like, there is no way this kid's going to get this credit card next week. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought, well, that's going to be at least 10 days, mate. Also, his old address is on it. So it's going to go to New South Wales. There is no way he's getting a credit card sent to Erinsborough next week. No, he's not. He should have just done the Apple iTunes um, one. I, I don't understand Apple why. Apple Pay. That, Apple Pay. Yeah, I don't understand why that wasn't a thing. Yes. Because they, they took his phone. And I'm like, well, that's easy. That's got everything on it, right? Yeah. You don't have to do anything else. Just take his phone, but actually take it away or turn it off. And change the pin code or something. Yeah. Go give it to Carl and Susan. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're parenting for you. So to get to this amazing parenting moment where he takes the credit card, which is the climax of the film Raising Helen, which is done a lot better than this, but it's fine. Um, I'm obsessed with that movie. Pierce takes himself over to the Kennedy house. The Kennedys. My God. What a scene. Stars of the show. Pierce says, I need parenting advice, Dr. K. Yep. So they come in. So... Carl has given some snippets of parenting advice, mainly so he can get golf clubs, yeah. like it wasn't solid. And so Bachelor Tim comes over and says, oh, hey, just popping in to learn how to parent, basically. So they do some role play, which is Carl's idea. Yeah, he's like, I got this, Suze, I got this. Yeah. And rolls up his sleeves. He's like, I'll be, I'll be Hendrix and you be you. You be you. <laughs> and then Carl just like leans right into character. He does. So Bachelor Tim says something like, I don't want you doing that. And Carl says, get off me, dude. Hendrix, we need to talk about last night. Get over it, man. I won't get over you it. You need to take a chill pill, dude. Hendrix. Viva fiesta, compadre. All right, that's enough. All right, okay, let's let's just stop it there. My jaw hit the floor when, yeah. you said, when you rattled off that. And then I had to rewind it to just freeze frame it on Susan's face in the background <laughs> with this eye roll into a face palm, the double whammy. And then she's like, oh, okay, move aside. And then she shoves Carl out the way, sits down, and she's like, you be Hendrix, I'll be you. And yeah. then he does the, oh, shut up, Dad. And she sits there and has this heart-to-heart with Pierce. Mm. Like she was – and then it, at one point it felt like she was telling him <laughs> off, this grown man. Yeah, because she could. What you did was disrespectful to me and to the whole street. You're grounded for a week, no phone. And Susan knows, like, the phone's the key for taking, right? But also when Pierce went to act out this role play for real – he forgot all the sentiment and the emotion and he just took the property. Yeah. He didn't mention all the feelings words that were kind of important. No, but saying like, I want to be your parent and it's it's up to me to look after you and I'm not doing a good job if I don't yeah, do this. But you can't be behaving like this. Yeah. I watched that scene three times. And then he says, I'm going to go to the movies with my girlfriend. Do you want to come with us? What are they going to go and see Toy Story? Well, yeah, I wanted to know, my question to dad and stepmom is, what are you going to see? 
Yeah. Because that's going to inform my decision here. Yeah. They're not, he's not going to go if they're going to see Bridges of Madison County. You know what I mean? Like, let him know. I had a lot of time for that. That was quite incredible. A couple of stray thoughts. A lot of people carrying boxes of bottles around this week. Hmm. Empty, full, anywhere in between. Oh, look, there's a lot of excess bottles at the moment because Ali's not drinking. Everyone else is – there's that new bottle shop that's opened in town. <gasps> True. Maybe they're trying to lead us into that. Crack a barrel or whatever it's called. And there's a beautiful monologue from Sheila when Clive comes to mm. check in with her because Gaz brings him round and then Sheila lets loose and lays her heart out there and then he tells her that there's someone else on the scene. Yeah. Beautiful Sheila. I just really enjoyed that moment. She's doing some good gigs at the moment. There's yeah. a lot happening in the Sheila world. Mm. I like it. Yeah. It's good. I wish they are going to get back together, right? Surely. Yeah, I can't wait. Now we just need – I need Dippy to have some actual storylines. Yeah, maybe one Instead day. Instead of just nodding and like sympathising to Puffy. Yeah, like she's just, having, just part of other people's stories. Just, yeah, having her own agency in her own – Goals and purposes. Yeah, without it being a theatre club. Yeah. Or if it maybe if it is theatre club, but have some meaty Fair something enough. meatiness. And then we're away. Should we do Citizen Citizen? Yes, please. I have to go right off the back of that. Citizen of the week. It's gotta be Coos. It's gotta be Carl and Susan. Just that double act of going, there's a parenting crisis here. Yeah. And sure we don't always get it right, but we pull roll up our sleeves and we get in there and give it a good crack. It's only going to be a couple of weeks before that kid lives at that house, right? <laughs> before they say, look, Bachelor Tim. Just, yeah. You stay over at your nice property. Yeah. We'll look after the kid. I'm going to go citizen for Sheila because we talked, Kate talked a few weeks ago that Chloe's not ever had a saddest bee in Erin's spur moment. <laughs> and I want to say that when a teenager throws you a party that mainly teenagers attend for your 60th birthday, 60, whatever whatever age is, that's a prime moment for being a sad bee. <laughs> and Sheila still gets up on a table and does a dance and looks amazing in her beautiful dresses. And accepts the offer. Accept every offer. Yep, she accepted it and she got up and she danced and she sung on the beats, which I'm not capable of as a human, so I really look up to it. And, you know, I'm glad that there was a party for your birthday and, your, you know, son and his ex fiance slash daughter-in-law was there. I mean, that's a messy situation and she's taking it in her stride. And I'll add some points in the saddest bitch in Aaron's ranks to, I'm going to go to Pierce, not Mark, because mm. Mark's, he, he feels like he's in control. He's not, but he feels like he is. Yeah. Pierce, how many parenting books are out there, you piece of shit? Don't dump all this on Chloe. This is not her responsibility. Yeah. Five seconds on Google, FSOG. I don't have time for your mediocrity right now. Plus, he's got so much money. Get a get you know Dr. Phil on the dialer. And on the dry toast settings, uh, I think we've got a light rye. <laughs> That's what I detected. Well. We just need to apply some butter to it. It'll be all right. <laughs> That's the end of that. I think we'll have Kate next week. Is When does Kate? Maybe, I don't know. I don't know when she, she gets back. Yeah, I think she, yeah, she's back during the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... I want to try and get another guest. Might be a special guest. Very exciting. I just have to, yes, get my act together and do that. Mm-hmm. CJ, where do you hang out on the internet? Um, I haven't paid my domain registry, so it is definitely because that's what hot messes do. On Instagram, CJ the hot mess mom. <laughs> on brand, we have paid ours. It's neighbourspod.com or on the socials, neighbourspod, Facebook, Twitter. 
on the Neighbours Council. We'll screenshot your reviews on Apple yes. Podcasts like Carl did for the tram. Patreon.com slash Neighbours Pod to support the Pirate Net Studios and get behind the scenes snippets. You have access to bonus episodes we've put out in the past and, and that are coming video up. footage of my cat, I believe, tonight. Oh, yes, yes, mm. yes. Tweet us your thoughts. I tweet often at Vea Pashos. Check in with you next time. See ya. Bye. You got a fun.